This is episode 271, How to Stop Burning Out with Gyra. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Hope you are enjoying this fall season for those of us on this side of the world. I know for so many of you on other sides of the world, like all my friends in Australia and New Zealand, you're in a much different season, spring coming into summer. And for those of us, especially here in the U.S., it's such a beautiful time of reflection as we head into winter and the daylight is less and less and it's a little colder in certain parts of the world. It's a beautiful time for that self-reflection and for really going inside and not being so externally referenced and hibernating on some things and ideas and not feeling like you have to act on everything. And I think especially now, and I'm pre-recording some of these episodes, so recording this on November 2nd, I have no idea what will be happening in the world when this airs, but my sense is that there will be a lot going on. And I say it to you each week, it seems like each week this year, just that reminder to make sure that your self-care practices are really, really dialed in and are non-negotiable. So many of you are empaths. So many of you relate to being sensitive. And if you start to notice things like the full moon, your sleep may be impacted. You may be more anxious. You may have more headaches. You may feel more heavy. We are sensory energetic beings and we are impacted by our external world. Now, that doesn't make us victims. That doesn't mean that we have to be swept into it. That doesn't mean that we have no dominion. That's not true. We have sovereignty. That's, that's definitely something that every being has. And sometimes we can get impacted. So we need to put practices in place that detach us from the collective energetic things going on outside of us. And we need to put practices in place for when we do get a little wrapped up in the external energetic or get kind of slimed by something. So just a few practices that you can put in place. One of the things is pick your more high vibe sources that you want to get your information from. I've never been someone to say, stick your head in the sand, don't know what's going on in the world. However, I do believe that you need to be protective of where you're getting your information from. And so much of mainstream media isn't as an integrity as we think we'd all like it to be. So find the people, the resources where you can get your information from and limit it and really trust that you'll know what you need to know and disconnect and unplug from a lot of the noise as much as you can. Next, have your boundaries. Your boundaries are so important with your time, with your space. 
you must become more concerned with protecting your energy than pleasing others. You must. You will never be able to do what you're here to do, to heal what you're here to heal, to make the differences that you want to make if you're stuck in people-pleasing. That is a bad investment of your energy. It would be like going out and investing in CDs right now. Bad investment. I mean, compact discs. Some of you may not even be old enough to know what that is, but you get it. So boundaries with how you consume information, boundaries with people, and those self-care practices, the meditation, the breath work, the baths, the journaling, the dancing, the creating, the being in nature. Often when we're feeling dense feelings, we think we need to do something to purge the emotion, something heavier like crying or journaling or one of those things. But you can actually do something of a higher vibration like paint or dance or watch comedy. Do the things that shift your vibration. And just remember, you are a sovereign being. You can't control what's going on outside of you, but you can control how it's impacting you on the inside. So today I have Jaira joining us and her question is about burning out. And she shared actually after we stopped recording that she was a little resistant to really opening up to the vulnerability at first, but she was so glad that she eventually did so she could connect some huge dots and so we could have a, a deeper discussion about what's going on. So as you're listening, just see if you can pick up a little bit on the resistance and notice how you may sometimes do that. We all do it. We sometimes resist because we want to stay in control. We don't want to be vulnerable, so on and so forth. So as you are listening, consider, are you very, very passionate, very committed to things, but sometimes you're so passionate that you just burn yourself out and you don't know how to stop? Do you trust yourself? Do you have issues with not pacing yourself? Do you ever feel like you're out of control? You want to do a lot of things, but you feel like you have no stop button. And finally, is there something in your life, in your past perhaps, that you're trying to escape from? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Jaira. Before we dive in, let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about sustainable stylish shoes and bags. You've heard me talk about them before. It's Rothy's. So I want you to get cozy this fall with their comfortable, washable, sustainable products. Everything's made with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. Their shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. And I can personally talk about this because many of you heard me share it. My feet aren't so great. Got a bunion, which is like the worst word ever and so unsexy and a stress fracture that's still recovering. So heels are out for me and comfortable shoes are it. So I love that I can put on my Rothy shoes. They go with jeans. They can go with a dress. They can just go with anything. And my feet don't hurt at the end of the day or even at the end of an hour. I could only, I could wear heels for two minutes. My feet would hurt. (laughs) So I love Rothy shoes, especially their best-selling shoe, the point in black. It has over 3000 near perfect reviews and the newest Rothy styles include brand new bags, 
masks and the return of their best-selling merino wool shoes made from a blend of their signature sustainable thread and their softest material ever. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession and health says they're the most comfortable shoes on earth. I am not as big as Vogue or health, but I agree. And Rothy's comes with free shipping and returns. Have I told you they're made from recycled plastic water bottles? To date, they've transformed over 65 million bottles into beautiful products. So here is your call to action. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash over. Again, that's rothys.com slash over style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash over today. And now on to my call with Jaira. Jaira, welcome to the show. What's your question? My question is kind of a positive one in that I am curious about how I can best balance my energy where it matters most. I feel like right now I definitely suffered from an expectation hangover and have since totally withdrawn inwards, have kind of taken back my energy and stopped applying it to the things I was passionate about and have really limited the things that I do to just like a few things a day that in my opinion are bad habits and are things that I would like to get rid of. However, um, you know, I have plans and projects and ideas that I really do want to push forward on. And I know that when I give things my all, it really lights me up. I am like super energized. I can go on for hours and I have these big dreams and these big goals, but um, I often burn out and can't really make Mm -hmm. them happen. And so now I think, Oh no, I know for a fact that I'm just afraid. Um, my nervous system kind of bugs out when I think about executing on these ideas and these plans that I have that I feel like will kind of put me in a better place than where I was before. And so I guess I am looking for support on how to push myself out of the comfort zone of these like negative habits, being withdrawn, not working, not being my best self, kind of slacking on everything in order to kind of protect and conserve my energy and not be disappointed or feel failure again, but also like, yeah, just be gentle with like my nervous system Mm -hmm. as I'm moving forward because there's a lot of resistance and I feel like I'm living in a lot of fear of repeating the past and burning out again or not accomplishing my goals because of it. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm 23. Yes. That's, that sounds very 23, not in a demeaning way. But that's the time in life when we're figuring out our rhythm and figuring out how to put enough pressure on the gas, but also know when to put the brakes on. And honestly, that's Mm -hmm. a lifetime thing. But I think we feel it, especially in our 20s, because there's a pressure to figure things out quickly. Can you relate to that as a 20-something? Definitely. I think I I put extra hard pressure on myself because I definitely believe I was very overambitious at a young age from an innocent place. But um, yeah, I feel that pressure extremely heavily. And I think it's something that now I'm incredibly afraid of because I've come to the point where like logically I feel really safe and grounded, kind of telling myself like you have time, you're going to figure it out. Everything's going to be okay. But it's like the minute that I kind of face any of these plans that I have for myself, it just feels like uh, I go back into that fear, that heavy fear zone. So Let's talk a little bit about the 
pushing yourself out of a comfort zone, but you also said that comfort zone is where you protect and conserve. So I would never encourage you to push yourself out of that comfort zone. I think it's more about finding a way to work with your energy and to protect and conserve it that doesn't have to be, kids, it's sort of like you're in this all or nothing, right? You push, 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 Mm -hmm. and then you burn out. So you have to withdraw because there isn't, Mm -hmm. there isn't an ongoing rest and restore. So it's like with, with any athlete, they have to train, but they also have to recover. If you have a hard workout and you don't stretch, you're going to be more sore the next day. It's just how it works. And so part of it is building into your life, that restoration part. And so much of that is the feminine energy. And I talk about Mm. this a lot. We still live in a world that's very masculine driven. So let me ask you this. Who have been your role models? Um, I don't really know. I feel like I haven't like super committed to looking at other people as kind of my source of inspiration, which I think has been a good and a bad thing. Cause I can't say that like, I'm, I, it's like I, on one hand, I naturally identify with people that are kind of the go-getter more like dominant types or just kind of in women in leadership positions. But I still do acknowledge, like I, I do acknowledge that I think I, I'm somebody that does have a lot of feminine energy. I think I just channel it the wrong ways, like being in, overindulgent as opposed to like being able to balance out the way that I work with that energy. Yeah. And you know what? that will probably be something that you learn over time. So I think you're even pushing yourself to have certain things figured out that may just take time and practice. It's like you're trying to get it perfect Mm. now instead of really learning what your rhythm is. And if the reason I asked you what, who your role models were is because I wanted to see if there were any limiting beliefs tucked in there about what it takes to be successful. And if the women that you have modeled yourself after that you looked up to have been super ambitious, driven, working all the time, push, 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 then you will believe that that's how you need to be to reach a certain degree of success. Does that make sense? Definitely. I feel like I, that's, and that's part of what's really frustrating for me is that I actually feel like I I don't have those beliefs. It's just something that happens naturally. And, and so I struggle a lot with harnessing my energy because I feel like I'm always holding myself back because I feel like I have to, because if not, I will show up in that way. Like I remember when I was kind of prior to the, the expectation hangover, I was just naturally like I could work days, like into the the next day on something that I was super passionate about. And I was always on the go. And that was naturally very energizing and positive for me, but it wasn't healthy or helpful. And so there's just like a difficulty there for me where I feel like I'm just struggling a lot to harness my energy at all, because I just feel so afraid that like, if I press the gas pedal again, I'm not going to be able to like control myself Mm -hmm. and put those boundaries up. Um, And so, yeah, it's, 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 there's, I feel like I've never told myself I have to work super hard. I think it's just like, I, it's what natural, like I've never gotten that message from anyone. It just feels like that's naturally how I'm hardwired. And that's what makes it really difficult that I feel like I don't know how to, uh, I like it really like was so devastating to watch a lot of stuff that I put time and energy into totally flop because of that burnout. And so now 
it's that reticence of like, if I try one more time, am I just going to push myself over the edge again? Because it's like, and I know that we learn like, you know, as we go. So what, what beliefs do you think are impacting this? Um, that I can't trust myself to have limits and boundaries with my own kind of investment or actions. I think that there's definitely a belief there that I can't pace myself or I don't know how to kind of control my ability to pace myself when I work on these things. And I think maybe like the the bigger one is just that, like, I don't, I'm out of control in some way when it comes mm-hmm. to like my own domain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I hear you on, you feel that comes naturally. And I agree to an extent because I totally, first of all, I'm not here to tell you who you are. This is just from my perception and working with people for so long. I absolutely think you not, I can hear in your voice, you're a passionate person. You have a lot of fire. You have a lot of energy. You have, you know, that, that kind of, um, extreme and not in a bad way, personality that can just go, go, go. And in a big way, that is who you are. And there's usually some glitch in the system that comes from past things, something you've been told, a belief you've picked up that keeps you from being able to tap into your natural rhythm. Does that part make sense? Yeah, I think, I think what it is for me or how I relate to it is probably around trying to escape my circumstances. I think I used a lot of my kind of ambitions and goals, even if I didn't realize it at the time as a way to escape my current reality. Tell me more about that. What were you trying to escape? Um, I definitely did not have a awesome experience growing up. Um, just a very chaotic household, very disconnected. I had a lot of siblings and a single parent and, uh, there just weren't tight relationships or bonds built. I didn't feel comfortable, um, really anywhere, uh, in the schools I was going to, I didn't really have like positive hobbies to put myself into. And so part of the kind of push and pull things that when I found, when I found my, I'll say myself, cause I do feel like I really found kind of my authentic self at a really early or that the most authentic version of myself at that time, when I found the things I was really interested in and passionate about and could pour my energy into, it was the first time that I felt like, um, like happiness, love, joy. Like I felt really good on my own. And like, I was generating a lot of positivity in my own life. And I think like I was hinging a lot of hope that like when, when these goals and dreams would happen, that I would continue to just kind of escape my own circumstances. And so I think that was a lot of the fuel for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to something. So can you see how that created some beliefs about how you have to work, even if it's unconscious? So there's two kinds of motivation toward and away from, maybe you've heard me talk about it. Away from motivation is is fuel in the fire. We want to get away from something for you, away from having a chaotic household. Growing up, maybe you didn't grow up with a lot of money either. And that was constantly a stress, getting away from feeling like you didn't belong, getting away from feeling stressed all the time. That's away from motivation. And that can create a lot of passion and a lot of fire. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But the thing about away from motivation is it's such a push energy that it's hard to see in front of you and know when to stop for, it's like someone's pushing you from behind and you can't really, there's nothing in front of you. So you don't know where to stop versus 
toward motivation is I think what you're wanting to move into where you're not trying to get away or escape circumstances. You're wanting to get toward more inspiration, more happiness, more joy, more feeling like you're living in alignment with your purpose. And when you have that toward motivation, there's a vision in front of you and you also can see where you're going. So it's easier to stop and pause along the way. Does that make sense? What I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. So I think what may be some important things for you to like work at, work with and look at is even a conversation with your younger self. You could do it in journaling or just out loud. You could even look in the mirror and imagine yourself younger, just telling her that she's, she's, she's escaped. She's out. She's free. She no longer is there. And she has way more dominion and choice over her life. It feels like when I tune into it, it feels like you are this, like this butterfly in a cage of mice that were just running around a maze and you knew you were different and you knew you wanted to get out, but you felt trapped. And then eventually you found a way out and you're just flying as fast as you possibly can. So you never have to go back there. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely the case. Um, because in some ways, like, I don't know, I think I tolerated everything as best as I could. And I guess I just didn't feel like it was impacting me as much as it truly was. And so, yeah, I, I definitely do feel like it was very much a feeling of being trapped. And so yeah. I think in a lot of ways, I'm still in that mindset of like, um, kind of my regular everyday life isn't cutting it. And so let me use that same mechanism that right. kind of where I'm kind of shot out before when I really went like hard and fast. Right. That's, that's the only way, you know, to change things and your incredible insight and intuition is like, whoa, 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 this isn't sustainable. So kind of going back to a lot of times we escape our past, but we don't necessarily heal it. And so there may be, whether with a therapist or on your own, some healing work to do on that past, because I think it's amazing you found your authentic self and amazing you found some direction, but there's probably still some things that maybe you're running from consciously or unconsciously that often light up this intense fire that makes you feel like you can't trust yourself because you'll just go till burnout. So that, that part of really healing that past. So that part of you knows, Hey, we're free. We don't have to keep running from this. Again, a lot of this is unconscious because it was, you know, programmed so early in your life. If that part of you knows that, then it's sort of like, if I feel like I'm being chased by someone, I'm going to (laughs) run. But if I don't feel like anyone's chasing me, I'm going to enjoy a nice walk. And I think that's what you're wanting to get to. You're going to, you're wanting to move towards your goal. You're wanting to have that compact, that passion, but you're wanting to walk so that you can get there healthy and not burnt out versus sprint because you feel like someone's chasing you. And I feel like your past is chasing you a little bit. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it definitely does. I I mean, I've done, I think a lot of people always say this, like I've done so much work, so Uh, it's not okay. Why? (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, I definitely do feel that way a little bit, just like it's hard for me to, to put my finger on what I'm still running from or like what still like hurts and hasn't been tended to because it does feel like I understand and have, I've felt through a lot of the pain of kind of 
those feelings of like rejection, of not belonging, of not having the resources to kind of be who I felt I wanted to be and opportunities to do that. Well, the next piece may be really calling in forward that inner parent, you know, and that's why we teach the inner child workshop so that you can find that voice that's really, cause what it feels like to me inside Jaira is that there's a part of you that doesn't trust it's really over. I get, again, not consciously. I know consciously 23 year old, you gets it, but there's a little part that's like, I have to keep running cause I don't want to go back cause you like where you are now so much better than where you've been. So I get that you've done a lot of work. I can tell you've done a lot of work just by how you're communicating with me and you're human. So you're going to be evolving and growing till the day you die. And so rather than like think that you haven't made progress, acknowledge how much of the progress you've made and go, okay, well, where am I now? Like what, what, what's the agenda on my personal development list now? I'm not saying you have to go back and work on things that you've worked on, but there's a next level that you're coming into and and truly liberating yourself and knowing that like you have escaped and finding your rhythm and finding a way to motivate yourself more with that pull motivation versus that fast paced running away from motivation. Is that resonating with you? Yeah, definitely. Cause I think a big part of the conversation in also is like the difficulty in managing this is to me felt a lot like a lack of self-trust. And so I can definitely understand how the kind of like self-parenting aspect plays into this. Yes. Cause I think some, you said earlier something about like something about how I, how I manage the feeling of like being in control of my life. And I think that's a lot of also where this tension is that like, right. I sometimes feel like yet, like, yes, I'm in the driver's seat now, but I'm still locked in. And I'm like, I don't even know like how to make sense of being in full control of my life now, because I like the years in which I wasn't were felt so difficult and so restricting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that now I'm still kind of like trying to break down that yeah. mindset of like, I have to, um, or something is holding me back. Like yes. something is holding me back. Someone is in control other than me. Right. And in addition to feeling like someone else was in control, you also didn't feel very parented. You also didn't have a lot of support about how to manage yourself. You had to figure out so much on your own and you got out of it through running. So there's a part of you that thinks that fast paced run is how you accomplish things. And so from my point of view, this is a maturity thing. This is a really understanding how to parent yourself thing. This is really checking in with yourself when you're feeling super passionate about it, having a conversation with yourself and go, okay, like we've escaped, we're safe, we're in, we're in the driver's seat now, and we can cruise. No one's chasing us. No one's going to come take this away. We can cruise. We can go at our own pace and we can tune in and know when we need to rest. The other thing I would suggest for you is some body-based practices. So just downloading a simple body scan meditation. There's gazillions out there on YouTube and Insight Timer and whatever, where someone's just guiding you through scanning your body and noticing where you feel tight or just doing that yourself or any kind of yoga or slow movement, not like going to the gym and slamming kettlebells, but that slower body-based check-in so that you can find your own rhythm. Because again, you're so used to running. 
I don't know that you even realize you're running sometimes. Could you do some, could you incorporate mm-hmm. some things like that? Yeah, definitely. The body-based stuff is totally a struggle because that's where that's where the fight starts to play out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where all of a sudden I'm sitting down and then I get this like full stream of consciousness of different ideas and things I want to do or the guilt of like not doing or just reminders of the things that I wanted to do. So it's been a struggle to try to do that, but I'll definitely give it a go with yeah. the awareness that like that's just my body's instinct of wanting to like kick Run. into high gear again. Yeah. It's yeah. wanting to not be controlled. It's wanting to not be trapped. Mm. And so when you get still, the body thinks, oh no, we're not moving. We're going to be trapped again. We're going to be suffocated again. We're going to be oppressed again. And mm. so that's made it hard for you to rest, but the body needs rest. So you just go to burnout. Right. So you're forced to, and you want to get out of that pattern as soon as possible. So exactly. what you could do is before you do anything body-based, you could sit and either in a voice memo, like on your phone, record it or write it down, just mind up, just get the ideas out, things you need to do, and then tell your body, I'm safe. I'm in control. We're still moving forward. Because even when you're still, you're still moving forward because it's restoration time. So you can Mm -hmm. just tell your body, this is restoration time. It's not quit. We're not quitting. We're not stopping. We're restoring. And it's in that restoration time that helps us move forward. So it's talking to your body and the body and the subconscious mind are very linked. So is the inner child. So when you talk to those Mm -hmm. parts of you, the body, the inner child, subconscious mind will start to be like, oh, okay. When we rest and restore, that doesn't mean we're going to be trapped again. We're still moving forward. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. And the trusting yourself, you're so smart when you said, since you really didn't have great parenting and that inner parent is difficult to find, not trusting yourself is a symptom of that. Very astute, very wise, and very accurate. So the more you do these simple body-based restoration really talking to yourself and explaining to yourself what we're doing now, you're going to start to trust yourself because you had to figure so much out on your own. No one ever said to you, Jaira, this is how you have an idea and you execute it and you ask for help. You had to figure so much out on your own. So a good way of starting to develop that self-trust is just start explaining things to yourself. And mm-hmm. that will start to activate the voice of the inner parent and you'll start to trust more. That's so, it's so interesting you said that because um, I've been having this thing come up a lot where I kind of will compulsively seek external support on solving something or like figuring something out related to these projects that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And time and time again, it like gets like blocked or like it just doesn't happen for some reason. And I've been thinking a lot about like, obviously I need to develop a sense of like self-reliance here and, and knowingness yes. that like I can figure this out on my own. Cause yes. I kept trying to like, um, like buy programs and things and, um, each time I end up literally just solving it on my own and haven't like needed to actually refer to somebody else. So right. that it's really interesting how that all comes back together. Yes. Another incredible awareness. And so when you feel that urge to seek external support, you can just put your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly and say, it's okay. 
I know that sometimes I feel like I need advice because I didn't get a lot of that as a kid. So it's a part of me trying to fulfill an unmet need. And that's okay. I have Mm. compassion for myself for that. And I also know that I have so many inner resources and so much inner wisdom. So I'm going to come to myself first. And if I still need help, it's okay to ask for it. Wow. Yeah. Can you feel that? I'm getting emotional even hearing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like my heart's like opening and even my throat is like, because I think that's definitely um, something I like, I wish I, I wish I would have said more to myself instead of, um, you know, sitting in despair, like just letting the confidence leak out. Yeah. Well, the good news is you're in the beginning of your adult life and you had to experience this to know the contrast. Mm-hmm. And this is all part of you learning and growing as a human, as an entrepreneur, as a multi-passionate person. And so it won't do you much good to wish you had something sooner because it's all part of the journey. Yeah. And you can give that to yourself now. And I think part of the emotion that's coming up is you're just feeling the compassion. And compassion mm-hmm. is one of those energies that we sometimes poo-poo because it feels slow. <laughs> compassion is slow. It's not fast. It's a calming, restoring, nurturing energy. And for people that just want to get stuff done and want to move forward, it's like no time for compassion. Must just focus on passion. However. Mm. The more passionate you are, the more compassion you're going to need because that that passion can lead to quote unquote mistakes. It can lead to speaking when maybe you shouldn't. It can lead to burning yourself out. (laughs) So again, the more passionate you are, the more compassion you need. And so it's just finding Uh that energetic inside of you. Does this help? Absolutely. (laughs) Beautiful. And tell me, what are you most passionate about? Um, finding interesting and unique and and beautiful and deep ways to transform everything that needs to be changed. You know, you've talked a lot about like that we're in this moment of time where there's a lot of like personal and systemic change happening, and I've always been really interested and fascinated by that. And so I'm trying to kind of be a part of the creators of the the kind of tools um, that we need for individuals and communities to start shifting towards the new paradigm, as they say. Yeah. And just know you don't have to do it alone. That's a lot to take on. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> we all innovators, activists, healers, we have to start with ourselves because yeah. we don't need a lot of people who care who are burnt out. Exactly. We need people who care that can take care of themselves first so that they they're in it for the long game because this is Mm. this is a long game we're playing we're shifting consciousness we're breaking down paradigms and so we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves inside yes Thank you so much to Jaira for that vulnerability and for that openness that we got to. So many good things to talk about in this call. So essentially she was talking about burnout, about going, 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 and feeling like there was no stop. She gets so passionate that she just burns herself out. And she was very committed to believing that that's just her. That's just who she is. And I wasn't as committed to that belief as you could probably tell. 
I could feel that she's a passionate person. She's got a lot of fire. She's got a lot of creativity. I love that. But I could also sense it was coming from somewhere. There was a part of it that wasn't her, that was more of a pattern, that was more of a protective strategy. Because if it was truly authentically her, we wouldn't be having the conversation because she'd know how to balance it out. So a little bit of this is age and a little bit of this is experience. A lot of times we learn through the process of elimination, we learn what works through what doesn't work. And so she's finding her rhythm and that's a big part of it. But the crux of this coaching was when she said, I was feel like I was trying to escape my circumstances. That's when the vulnerability kicked in and we were really onto something. So she talked about how she grew up in a chaotic home. There were a lot of siblings. She didn't feel comfortable anywhere and she hated it. And here's this passionate person, this purposeful person, this creative person who felt like there was nowhere she could be herself. So of course she wanted to escape from that. And she got in more of an away from motivation, just doing anything she could to get away from what she didn't like. And when we're in that away from push motivation, it's very hard to stop because we feel like something is chasing us. We feel like whatever it is we don't want is chasing us. And as long as we feel like we're being chased, we're going to keep running. So my encouragement to her was to help that part of her feel like her past was actually complete, like she actually had escaped and she can stop running and no one Nothing from her past is chasing her anymore. And I know a lot of you relate to, but I've done a lot of work. You're not done. You're never done. Okay. So just accept it. (laughs) You're just on to the next thing. And I've said before, you, as you do more work and have more wisdom and heal more things and integrate more things, you work on yourself a little less. It's sort of like building a house. Like if you went to land and you were going to build a house on it. You'd have to clear out the land. You'd have to bring in a well. You'd have to dig up the foundation. I mean, dig up the dirt and lay the foundation. And it would be a lot of work for a long time. But then over the years, you just maintain the house. Something breaks, fire alarm battery goes out, need to redecorate. It's always evolving, but the hard work is kind of in the beginning. And I know a lot of you are in different phases of your personal growth journey. And those of you have probably lived in a house that's been constructed for a while and you're just doing maintenance things around the house. Others of you, you're still in the process where there's a lot of work. That's okay. Please don't discredit the work you've done when you have more work. (laughs) Like, Don't minimize what you've done because there's something else you've discovered. And that was what I really wanted to emphasize to Jaira is that I could tell she had great wisdom and had done a lot of work there's just a little more. Okay. It doesn't negate everything that she has done at all, at all. So my encouragement to her was to find that pull motivation. What is she moving toward and how can she develop that voice of that inner parent? So she starts to really trust herself a lot more. And a lot of that comes in body-based activities so that she really can start to tune into her body, to let her body know that she's safe, that she's not running, that stillness doesn't mean she's trapped because that's kind of what her body feels. Her body and mind feels like, "Uh uh-oh, things are calm. 
I'm trapped again. And that's very, very common for anyone who's grown up in a chaotic home. Very common when you've grown up in a chaotic home or had a chaotic life, you just want to go, 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 go all the time because stillness meant, uh oh, how long is it going to be before the other shoe drops? And so stillness feels almost a bit like traumatic because you're bracing yourself for something bad to come. So for anyone that relates to that, and for Jaira, you've got to reorient your body, your inner child, your subconscious mind to stillness. And just because we're still not doing anything doesn't mean we're trapped, doesn't mean we're in danger, doesn't mean the other shoe isn't going to drop. So some takeaways for you. If you are passionate, make sure that you are balancing that out with being compassionate passion is a fiery energy and it will burn you out if you don't balance it out with compassion, letting yourself slow down, letting yourself restore. Restoration is one of the smartest things you can do for every aspect of your body from your health to your wealth, because it helps to rebalance you so that you can come back even stronger. If you go, go, go with no restoration, you're headed straight for burnout. And I know many of you already know that. Find that voice of your inner parent. Explain things to yourself. Our thoughts are so fast and we think that we're understanding something just by thinking it. You know, a lot of you have so much awareness, but maybe not the integration. And so a big piece of integrating is out loud, slowing down and explaining yourself. The reason we're having this anxiety right now is because a part of us feels like when things were still, bad things were going to happen. And it's okay to have that anxiety. It's normal. And I'm just telling myself that that was then and this is now. Speaking to yourself like that, putting your hand on your heart and one hand on your belly is much different than just thinking a quick fleeting thought of, oh, this is just my old stuff slow down, explain to yourself, find that inner parent. And finally, find that pull motivation. Really think about how much of what you're doing is moving from that away from. You're trying to get away from something versus that really beautiful toward energy that's pulling you toward a vision. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please don't forget to leave your ratings and reviews for the show and subscribe. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 